Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. I'm Natalie Walton, and this is Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. Each week, I'm here to share with you some of the biggest lessons I've learned during my career and life. Some of them I wish I'd learned a lot sooner because they would have saved me a huge amount of time, stress, and even money. Many of these ideas could have accelerated my journey as a creative and business owner. I also feature interviews with inspiring creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts, to help you focus on what's most important in your life. Today, I'm going to share one of the big lessons that I've learned. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to thank you for all of your beautiful comments and feedback on this podcast. If you haven't done so already, it would mean so much if you could please subscribe, rate and review wherever you're listening to the podcast today. It really does help other like-minded creatives out there find this content and help them on their journey. Okay, back to today's episode. 
Hello everyone, I hope you're all well. Today I'm recording in another area of my home, so I'm going to be very interested to see how the sound comes out and if you get any strange background noises. At the moment I can hear birds chirping in the background, but they're quite soft. Although earlier on I did have uh, a dog, we've got a puppy recently a few months ago and um, she was running around in a neighboring paddock barking at the cows. So she was being really noisy and I thought, oh no, I really want to record a bunch of episodes because we're getting towards the end of the year and I've got, I like to sort of batch my content and I had in my mind that I was going to record three episodes today and I thought, oh, how am I going to do this if the dog is running around barking? But um, my husband's taken her for a walk and hopefully she calms down after that. So if you do hear any sounds, such as a dog barking, you'll know why. And we are about to go and get her trained by someone because, you know, it's just, there's times when you realize that you're kind of out of your, your depth of knowledge and you can sometimes only Google so much and other times you just really need to um, defer to the experts. So I think we have reached that stage with her. Um, look, generally she's pretty good, but we just want to iron out a few little things and um, I was also saying to my husband how funny it is that in life, and I see this not just with ourselves, but with friends and other people that we know, that it's like you get to this point in your life where things start to run a little bit smoother. And then for whatever reason, as humans, we like to then add something new to the mix and give ourselves a new challenge. And I feel that this is kind of what's happened to us with this puppy, that we just got to the stage where our youngest child, who is now four, he sleeps well through the night. He has kind of slept all through the night for a long time, but he would have these periods where he would wake at about 10 or 11 o'clock and get upset. And um, so we'd often have to go in and see him at those points, or there would be something else with one of the other children. And so all of the children now sleep reasonably well or pretty well all during the during the night. And then what do we decide to do? go and do? Go and get a puppy. You know, <laughs> like We can't enjoy this moment of peace and quiet and really kind of then accelerating in other areas of our life. It's like we need to add this new complication. And I see this all the time that people might renovate their homes. And just when you think that they're going to enjoy it, then they decide, hey, let's go and buy another place and renovate a new home. So I'm, I'm always fascinated about the human psyche and these choices and decisions that we make and the impact that they have on our lives. Anyway, today what I wanted to talk about was how the answer to any problem is actually quite simple. And as I mentioned, as humans, we often make it quite complicated. But I think that often we are faced with different situations where we have to make a decision on something or we are faced with different options and we can start to go around in circles about what the solution might be or start to feel overwhelmed. But often I find that when I'm in this situation, when I actually go through the process of trying to solve the problem, I realize I'm making it actually much more complicated than what it needs to be. And the answer is very simple. I just have to be clear on what I'm trying to solve. So in this episode, I'm gonna go through a few steps about how you can break this process down for any problem that you might have. This might relate to if you're considering moving homes and where you should live, 
whether you should buy a house, whether you should renovate, uh, which school that you want to send your children to, and then just those smaller decisions, but that ones that sometimes can paralyze us when, particularly when we're renovating or even in other areas of our lives, you know, like what taps or tiles or white paint color do you want to use? And you might get into this spiral circle of just going around and around and not being able to make a decision. But this episode is really focused on a strategy that you can use to make a decision in a lot easier and simpler way. So let's have a look at the ways that we can do this. The first step is to be really clear and define what the problem actually is. As I said, I think that it's really easy to focus more on the problem than on the solution, that we can get caught up into this thought spiral where we're thinking about all the potential outcomes or we're thinking about, um, you know, we're just kind of going around and around in circles and not making any sense of anything and starting to feel very anxious about it and then focusing on how we're feeling about it rather than actually focusing on the problem at hand. This is one of the lessons that I learned from Brooke Custillo, who has the podcast, The Life Coach School. And she said that it's really important to realize that the problem is not a problem. It's how you think about the problem. And she gave this strategy, which I think is really helpful to ask yourself, so what? And this is a really great tool to realize why something is actually an issue for you. Because as I said, we can sometimes really blow things out of proportion. And when we kind of step back and think it's only a tile, it's only a paint color. Why are we getting so worked up about this? Why are we investing so much of our energy and our worry and our time and our thoughts, why are we putting so much emphasis on this one decision? Almost like if we, this decision is gonna define our future, which of course it's not, but we're sort of embedding it and imbuing it with so much importance. So that's why I think this idea of asking, so what can be really helpful to, for us to get clearer on what actually is the problem here? Why are we making it mean so much? So some of the questions that Brooke suggests that we ask is, why does this matter to me? What am I making it mean? And how you answer these questions really highlights what the problem actually is. I think it can provide some really interesting insights for you onto what you think the problem actually does mean. Maybe, again, like if we go to something such as a paint color, Maybe you feel that your home isn't going to feel a certain way or that it's not going to look a certain way. And then why is that important to you? And the more that you can drill down on that, I think that you can start to get more clarity about what the issue actually is for you. The second step is to write down how you can solve it. And I find that this is for me one of the best ways to solve any problem. I was having this just yesterday in relation to some taps that I was trying to select for the studio. And I was, obviously when you're kind of looking at sourcing something for a project such as a renovation, in many ways, the, the choices are limitless. I mean, you can have any color, any style, there are different companies and brands that you can source from. You can get custom made from even like your plumber or a craftsperson or a tradesperson. 
And there really are endless choices, which goes back to a recent episode where I talked about how it's actually very helpful if you limit your choices and that is a way to come up with a design solution. So one of the things that I like to do is actually write down, so what are my options right here? And often when you do this, you realize that you do have constraints and that you need to work within those. So for me with the taps, then I had to look at, okay, so what are the taps that I can use within this space? In part, I was restricted by the fact that I have a vanity that is actually a table. So it's much deeper than a lot of traditional vanities are, the sort of ones that you buy from a store. And because it's deeper, and then I've got this custom made sink, and I ideally want to center the sink on the table so that you don't have to lean so far forward to be able to use the um, sink and obviously the taps as well, then those restrictions actually then limit the choices that I have in terms of the taps that are available to me because we were measuring it and basically ideally I need at least 250 millimeters for this spout so that it can go into the sink and so that the sink can sit nicely on the table. So just going through this process of actually focusing on, well, what are my limitations? Then already, then I knew, okay, well, I need to get a wool spout and it has to be a wool spout because we have already got the plumber to plumb in the, um, the plumbing elements within the wall. So they're already fixed. And then I have to think, okay, well, this is ideally the spout that I need. So then it was a process of going through, okay, well, I need to now source this. Source this. For me with this particular project, I'm really trying to focus on sourcing local where I can or sustainable in some way or otherwise handcrafted or timeless. So these are the restrictions that I've actually placed on myself for the studio project. And again, by creating these limitations, it really does help narrow down the field. So the first step is actually to look at who are the tapware companies that are actually manufacturing in Australia. So this is not buying taps that are being made in China. That's something that's quite important to me to try and see if I can find local first. And because of that, that again, then limits my choice, but in a good way. So a few of the Australian tapware companies are Broadware, Astra Walker, and then there's another one that's based in South Australia called CB Ideal. So I then had to go and find a tap that was wall mounted and the spout that was wall mounted. And again, that limited my choice. So then when I looked at that, then I had to find one that had the right length. Now, unfortunately, not many of them had the right length, but I was then able to step-by-step step write down, okay, well, what's my first choice? My first choice, and then I looked at the different options and there was only really a few styles. So one of them was a Japanese inspired tapware style. And I really liked the look of that. And that I thought that is actually my preferred option if I can get it in the right length. So I've contacted the company and I'm waiting to find out if they can custom make the, the tap length, the actual wall spout. And um, so that is my first option. And then the second option was there were some, um, something else from another company, but the spout actually went up. And I realized that really, my preference is not to have that because it's a little bit more old fashioned and 
Look, I can live with it, but my preference is to just have a very simple, clean line spout because that goes with the design intent of the whole space. I have tried to go for quite clean lines, really simplify the design in the rest of the space. So I'm kind of referencing back to some of the other design solutions. So again, then I started to get much clearer on what I actually wanted to have within the space. And then the third option was by another company, CB Ideal, and they're slightly more traditional, but it is actually quite a simple spout. So that was my third option. And then I realized that I had a fourth option. If I can't get any of these companies to make the spout, then I can just approach my plumber and get him to make the spout that I want. But I, because I do want to have a sense of continuation throughout the spaces of the kitchen and the bathroom, and we're going to have an outdoor shower, then my preference actually is to use one of these companies. And I know that I can just order it and it's done. And whereas obviously if I start getting my plumber to do it, then I've got to go through a whole new level of specification. And I'm really trying to get this project completed. So when I actually wrote down my options and the pros and the cons of each, and focused on the facts and limited my choices, it really did help me solve the problem of which tap and which wall spout that I was gonna go. And I realized as well that then I went to the kitchen and the spout was actually even longer. So I definitely needed that 250 millimeters for the spout. And again, these limitations really has helped define my solution and I feel much better about it because I'm not sort of looking at a million different options. The third step that I would say to you is to really listen to the answer within. I think that I, I'm actually a really big believer in this, that we all know what the answer is, but often we lack the confidence to go with our gut decision. But when we focus on what we really love, then the answer is actually clear and it's obvious. We just have to put around, put away all those voices that are whispering in our ear or all those concerns, all those worries. And that's why it's really important to focus less on the problem and more on the solution. And when we do this, I think that we really find the right choice and the right solution for us. And this is often what really aligns with our values and what matters most in our life. So again, I could look at all these different options out there and I can see what other people have done in their homes. But when I bring it back to what's most important to me and what's most important to me in relation to this particular situation. So that is the, the values and the, the restraints that I've placed on this project. When I focus on that, it actually really helps limit my choices. It helps bring the solution in to light in a much, much clearer way. And the answer actually becomes quite obvious and quite simple. So I hope that these three steps help you to find an answer to any problem that you have. The first step, like I said, is to really define what the problem actually is and be clear on that, that you know, don't get caught into the thought spiral, but be clear on, okay, what am I actually trying to solve here? And look at why it really matters to you as well and what you're trying to make it to mean. The second step is to write down how you can solve it. And, and for me, it actually is literally about getting a notebook or a pen and paper 
I always use a pencil, but you know, I get my notebook and my pencil and literally to write down option one and write down what that is. And sometimes I do actually literally write down the pros and the cons of each and every option that I have. And when I do that, I start to become more aware of what actually is right for me and right for this situation. And the third is to really listen to the answer within. Do what you really love because the answer, I think we all have it. It's just the thoughts that we have about the answer. They're the things that hold us back. I really hope that this has helped you to get a clearer sense of how the answers to your problems can be simple. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. But before you go, if you haven't done it already, can you please take a minute to subscribe, rate and review this podcast? It really does help get the word out to other people who also might find it helpful. You'll find show notes for this episode at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 30 because this is episode 30. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.